amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ready to take your favorite Wager Talk handicappers wherever you travel this football season? The Wager Talk TV app is now live for phones, tablets, smart TVs, and streaming platforms. Tune into your favorite shows like Wager Talk Today, Bet On It, and The Opening Line Report. Plus, browse through our extensive library of sports betting tips. Create your personal playlist of betting tip videos to help you prepare for the upcoming season and set notifications to alert you when new content is added. Download the app for Apple, Android, Amazon, and Roku devices by searching for Wager Talk TV, or scan the QR code on your screen to join the winning conversation today. Welcome in and a very happy, uh, honestly, I have no idea what day it is, but uh, I do know it is the College Basketball Tip-Off Show, powered by wagertalk.com. I also know we've got some great, and I mean uh, great games here on the slate tonight. Conference matchups, uh, hard to believe. Here we are, what, January 26th. Uh, another month from now, we'll be talking uh, tournaments, seedings, uh, all sorts of good stuff, but... Let's cash a few tickets here tonight along the way, and we'll do it uh, with three of the best over at wagertalk.com as we welcome back. Who is that guy? Oh, it's Brian Power. Brian, strange guy waving. Uh, Brian Power in the house. Uh, Tony Mejia looking on the back of milk cartons for you, sir. Uh, welcome in. And, of course, Mr. Rob Vino ready to roll here on this uh, Thursday uh, but here, good to see you, man. Everybody, you feeling better? It's always uh, a pleasure to get you back on here, man. What's going on? I'm good. They're scheduling me later in the week, so I, I would have been good to go on Tuesday. But yeah, had a, a bachelor's party thing on Ooh. on uh, over the weekend, so I was out of commission and then recovering Monday. And uh, good to go and playing catch up and whatnot. But uh, you know, still caught up with the football games this weekend. The light college basketball. But uh, 3-0 and on, on the college hoops late last night. So we're up on a 5-0 and run, and I have a 5% play to try to extend that today. We'll probably add a couple more. Uh, no NBA up yet, but 
Uh, I've already uh, made my notes for um, the card, and uh, we will have at least one play, probably multiple ones. So, uh, yeah, good to go, man. Good to see you. Good to be back on. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. And it's, uh, yeah, I love this time of year here, uh, Vino. You know this. Uh, we love this. As uh, college hoops in full effect, the NBA coming up uh, close to the all-star break. Uh, that's always an intriguing handicap. But do you have anything uh, locked, loaded, ready to roll for us tonight? Yeah, the NBA is <clears throat> locked and loaded. Joe, three plays up and available. WagerTalk.com, one best bet, one top-rated, one top-rated player prop. Um, that's been profitable as of late multiple times. So, yeah, college basketball, though, um, slow and steady, 21 and 10 on the season right now, up 31 units. So college basketball has been going real good. Last night, an easy one, and you like when they're easy because they aren't always easy, but St. John's Creighton over the first half total. Um, I think there was about three and a half left in the first half when they exceeded that. So good news there last night. You know what else was profitable? The uh, Creighton uh, and Johnny second half total over. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that was my 4% betting. full game. Keep, keep betting it, baby. Just keep betting it. Thank you very much. 104 points, Creighton. Uh, Brian Power, part-time horticulturist, uh, has updated his plants. Uh, I can see behind there doing a little pruning uh, in your spare time. How about tonight at wagertalk.com? What you got going, man? I think that's how you prune, at least. I would have no idea. Well, uh, Joe, I'll tell you how I'm doing. I think I look okay today uh, for a man that was hit by a bus last Ooh. night. No, uh, not um, literally. Uh, I, I don't think I would have. I always try to make it to the show. I, I, I value never missing the spot, Joe. But had I been actually hit by a bus, I would have taken the day off. But uh, figuratively, was hit by a bus. If there was a team that had a horrible last-second loss last night, oh, rest assured I was on them. But uh, it's a new day. We're bouncing back. We got a couple best bets up on College Hoops. Uh, I will be giving one of those out here on the program today. And we have a 5% play up in NFL uh, that I feel very strongly in uh, already up as well on my page. So new day, new results. Let's get them. Um, you know, that is true. It is a new day. Uh, but before we leave the pass in the past, um, Anything I can do to relive this moment for you would be fantastic. Exactly what game was it uh, that you had a problem with last night and this bus came barreling through and killed you? Which one? Oh, where, where, where do I start, yeah. quite frankly? Oh, there was uh, more than we, one. Oh, yo, Houston, UCF. Uh, oh. I don't even want to dignify oh. the second half of Loyola Chicago against Duquesne. How are you up that much at half and you don't cover and, and- you know what? Now I'm what? breaking out in hives as you're bringing it up. So I'm 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 just I'm awful that I even brought it up for you. I won't remind yeah. you at all that you lost by not backing Houston. You catch that, Robert? Make sure you keep a note. All right, let's move on. Pack twelve. Here Bye we back, go. Houston. There we go. That a boy Mejia. All right, Mejia's mic stays on. Arizona <laughs> taking on Washington State here tonight. Minus five uh, for the Wildcats here. One forty-four. And a half is what we are looking at uh, as a total. I believe this is a, uh, yeah, it's a little late night degenerate special here at 11 o'clock Eastern time uh, tip. And uh, boy, oh boy, it wasn't uh, that long ago. What was it, two, three weeks ago where (laughs) Washington State's like, I got you, Arizona, right here. Now, question is, is revenge going to happen here tonight with these Wildcats? 
Talk to us, Brian Power. Are you buying Arizona to come back and uh, and handle business here? Well, I'm glad this game was on the uh, slate uh, for today because I can bring up the fact that I did have Arizona against UCLA on Saturday. That was a nice 4% winner. Uh, Wildcats led the whole second half, uh, held the Bruins to 31.3% shooting, 20% from three-point range. That's after a 15-point win over USC at home. Both of those wins over the LA teams were at home, Joe. But now Zona goes on the road and Probably a little overvalued, in my opinion. They check in at number six in the latest AP poll, number eight in the coaches. I got them a bit lower. Ken Palma has them still down at 16. And they face a Washington State team. You talk about bad luck. Few teams in the country have had worse luck uh, than this Wazoo team. Uh, in the Ken Palm luck ratings, they are 361st. Uh, just to keep for those keeping score at home, there are 363 teams in college basketball. So it has not been... A lucky season in Pullman, but you did mention the win over Arizona, Joe. Uh, they hmm. did do that. Uh, beat them by 13 in Tucson, oh, by the way, three weeks ago. Yes, hmm. uh, the revenge angles in play for Arizona, but I think the key here is going to be Washington State's three-point shooting. They have gone ice cold the last two games, both of which were on the road, twenty-six per, under 26%. Uh, this is a team that takes a lot of three-point attempts. Over 42% of its total field goal attempts come from behind the arc. They get 38% of their scoring from behind the arc. At home, I'm looking for better three-point shooting from Wazoo. And they're 9-2 and two straight up in Pullman, holding teams to 56.3 points per game. Uh, this is a team that has lost six games by six points or less this season. I'm taking the points with Wazoo in this one. All right. A little Wazoo backing here uh, tonight. Thinks uh, they might uh, be a little bit closer than some think. I think that was funny, uh, the coach, Kyle Smith, I think the comment he made is, hey, you know, it'd be great if Arizona sees us as, you know, a rival. That would be something else. Uh, I guess he's not thinking they're in the same class, uh, Vino, after, I don't know, beating them and breaking that, what, 28-game home winning streak for Arizona? So what do you think we get here tonight? Yeah, you, you want to talk about ice-cold shooting, Joe. And that was Arizona in that first matchup against Washington State. I don't know that Washington State can duplicate those numbers, whether it was their defense or Arizona's offense, but it was a season-worst 31.7% from the field for the Wildcats, 16% from three, 60.7% from the free-throw line. I mean, just a miserable shooting night, lose by 13. Um, generally, off of that UCLA win, Saturday, I would think maybe they overlooked this team today. But with the revenge angle, I don't think so. Um, money movement here, to me, seems to be correct. Arizona, defensively, Joe, three of their last, excuse me, four of their last five hasn't allowed the opponent to shoot 40% from the field. The defense has really kicked in. I think the offense plays better here against this team. Again, we have a couple of second-time arounds here in the Pac-12 here this evening, this being one of them. So you get to see what you did wrong, come back and correct it. Of course, Arizona, a team, even though it's at Washington State, is kind of um, immune to venue, so to speak. So I would probably lay it here with Arizona. Totals come down a couple points. Can't say that I disagree with that. Um, but I do think I would be on the Arizona side here, minus five points. All right, look at that. You know what I did not uh, know here, uh, there, Mejia, is uh... – Former, I believe, uh, UT guard. Courtney Ramey is on Arizona. Did, did we even know? I haven't talked about him, and I'm wondering what happened to him. But uh, apparently, uh, they've made a few adjustments, and this kid is on fire now. 
Yeah, knockdown three-point shooter. I mean, that's what you can count on from Courtney Ramey. And he went 0 for 3 in that first meeting against Washington State. Mm. But I, I want to talk about Kirk Creesa because I have a little bit of a, of, of a vendetta against him. In the Oregon State game that I, I played as a 4%, because I don't think I would have remembered it otherwise, uh, they were dominating that first half in Corvallis, ended up uh, winning just 86-74. It was entirely tied to Creesa just throwing the ball around um, you know, like it was a, a park and rec game. Hmm. And in Pac-12 play, so you, you know I went out of my way to look this oh, up, course. 22 for up 82 boy, from the field, 26.8%. He's 15 for 66 from three-point range. That's 22%. 37 assists, 26 turnovers. I don't know that there's a more overrated guard in the country because he's fun to watch, but he's not a good shooter. Uh, he, he is the engine to that team, though. He gets... Guys like Tubelis and Balo the ball. Uh, so they need him to be more effective than he's been. Otherwise, I will see Arizona as one of the more overrated teams in March. Uh, the other kid on the, uh, uh, his backcourt mate, Pal Larson, uh, pretty steady. But, they, I mean, they really aren't deep. Uh, so that leads me to my segue. I think Washington State might sweep the season series against the Wildcats. And I'll, I'll gladly take the points here. Uh, Mohamed Gaye. Uh, his season best 24 points and 14 rebounds. He's a great uh, offensive rebounder, so they, they have some size to deal with Tabellis. TJ Bamba came back in the loss to Colorado and scored 18. So, you know, they're, they're back closer to full strength. And, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. There's a dichotomy between the, uh, Washington State at, on the road and at home. One in, in five, their last six true road games, six and two at home, uh, with the losses being in overtime to Utah you know, second place in the Pac-12 right now, and by one to Pac-12 leading UCLA. So clearly they show up in Pullman. Uh, I, and again, I, I just think uh, gladly take the points, but I think Washington State could actually pull off the outright upset. All right. Thinks there's uh, an opportunity here for a little uh, little upset here tonight in Pac-12. Uh, we got another really interesting one out west too as well. We'll take a look at about a little rivalry game between USC and UCLA. Uh, if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, it was the first one, the 50 wins. Uh, and, uh, boy, UCLA somehow managed to uh, to come back and win that game. USC had done a really good job against them, but now uh, they get a little revenge on their mind at home. UCLA laying four and a half, 133 and a half here. I, talk to me, Brian Power here. Are you uh, a believer that the home team can, uh, can hold serve here and uh, exact a little revenge? Yeah, you alluded to that second half in the first meeting, Joe. Woo. UCLA scored 16 points over the, uh, those 20 minutes, and they still hold on for the two-point win. What's interesting, okay, uh, they were obviously up big at the half, 44-26, to 26, the Bruins, but that's very uncharacteristic for them. Uh, I went over this uh, in the analysis for that UCLA-Arizona game on Saturday. UCLA has now been trailing at the half in five of their nine uh, conference games. So... They were living dangerously. It was one of the reasons I faded them on Saturday. I, I just don't think you can consistently win when you're trailing uh, at halftime. Now, that was the first uh, loss for UCLA uh, since November 17th, which was against Baylor, uh, against Arizona. They didn't shoot well. We talked about that uh, in the last game. Uh, it's a talented team, but, you know, USC, they've won nine in a row at home, six of those teams. They've held to 64 points or less. This is going to be a low-scoring game, much like the first one. Uh, and, you know, in that game in Westwood, USC, 3 of 16 from 3, they only attempt 6 free throws. My guess is, at home, 
we're going to see those numbers go up. Uh, the Trojans only lost since that first meeting uh, was at Arizona exactly one week ago. They went at Arizona State on Saturday. That's a pretty nice win. Uh, so uh, four players finishing in double figures. I think the world is likely to be on the favorite bouncing back here. The number has come up a little bit. I like the points again with the home dog. Give me USC. All right, like in the USC. I mean, it was a hell of a comeback, uh, Vino, in that uh, first matchup. Um, the Bruins just, uh, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. I, I mean, it was laughable. They should have won by 20. They were as much as 18 they were up in that game. Uh, what changes, if anything, in this one, do you think? Yeah, I mean, in the end, all that work USC did in the second half and a Jalen Clark three, last <laughs> shot winds up, you know, deflating everything for the Trojans. But let's talk about, you know, UCLA shooting in that game. I just talked about Arizona shooting a season worst against Washington State. How about UCLA put up their season worst field goal percentage against Arizona, or excuse me, against USC in that game? Um, some numbers to look at here from the other side. USC, the field goal margin in that game was all them, plus 12.7% field goal margin. However, as Brian pointed out, all the damage was done from two because the three-point shooting was lousy. And even though UCLA shot the basketball terribly in the second half of that game, they got 16 offensive rebounds in that contest. For a team that's so good interior defense-wise, USC, they're 332nd in defensive rebounding. I mean, those numbers might repeat themselves again. We'll have to see. As Brian mentioned, the free throws could straighten themselves out again with the change of venue because it was a 17-6 UCLA advantage. First time around, USC didn't have seven-foot-one center Vincent Iwichukwu. Um, he's played the last four games. USC has still managed to get out-rebounded in three of those four games, even with the addition of a seven-footer. Um, to help out and take some minutes off the clock for their starting center. Um, that game was played at a snail's pace. Joe, you talked about first one to 50 wins, 59 possession game. Oh. It, it's something's got to give here. It's got to be speeded up a little bit because neither team was great shooting the basketball. I'm of the opinion that, you know, USC is not a good three-point shooting team to begin with. So while three of 16 is bad, I wouldn't expect any drastic improvement. But I do expect improvement in shooting overall and perhaps in the whistles here that could result to more points. You see the bump in the total go from 31.5 to 33.5 now. I kind of think that's correct. Um, we're talking about a 68-66 game here in this. If you want to use the point spread, I guess we're talking 69-65, which to me seems reasonable here. I think UCLA shoots better. I think um, USC shoots a little bit better. As for the side, it's difficult because the situation, you can argue from two sides of the fence. Is it a UCLA bounce back from the loss to Arizona over the weekend? Or is it a USC revenge spot? I don't know, so I'll stay away from the side. Probably look at the total to go over. All right, looking for a little bit of a over here. I, I don't hate that look uh, there, Tony uh, Mejia, because... You know, if they came even close to being as efficient as they were in the first half, they didn't even have to shoot great. It's probably going over in the first game. Um, are you expecting a different uh, situation here tonight in USC? Yeah, I mean, it was it was 44-26 at the break, and I think the total was 137. So, yeah, I mean, if they if they duplicated that, it would have gone over. But I, I, I'm of the opinion that this game's going to go under uh, uh, under 7 of 8 in the last, uh, in UCLA's last 8. 
and uh, seven and one. So the uh, the low side typically wins, and the the, the only uh, over was uh, by a point and a half. Under is four and one in USC's last five. And Rob mentioned Iwachuku. I mean, he's a seven foot one kid that um, is going to play in the NBA. He had a cardiac issue uh, that has kept him out mm. all his time. Mick Cronin says a different team with him, uh, but he's he's obviously been brought along very slowly. He actually had his best game uh, in, in the blowout last time out, had a career best dozen points, and he's clearly very talented. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the intensity of this rivalry. For uh, UCLA, what changes is, is freshman Amari Bailey, one of you know their top recruit, uh, is back. He's missed seven games after getting stepped on by Oscar Shibwe, aggravated that injury, hasn't played um, pretty much all of 2023, but he'll be back tonight. He's their best creator that's not named tiger campbell so campbell makes uh, create shots for everybody else amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This kid Bailey can can pull up. Uh, he he can help uh, alleviate some of the scoring lulls that have affected the Bruins uh, of late and, and made them look pretty ordinary. I mean, look, they, they run offense. Both of these teams obviously scout themselves playing in the same city. This is the, the biggest rivalry in Los Angeles. So you know what you're going to get. Um, Jaime Hockey is, is, is going to be played through in the post. Uh, you, you know, you get Jalen Clark playing out on the perimeter. Singleton uh, gets to come off the bench now uh, with Bailey back. So he's, he's a better in that reserve role. Um, so, I mean, a lot changes for, for, from one thing to another. That's why I, I probably won't touch anything other than my lean towards the uh, under. Uh, but yeah, the the other thing that surprised me, Mick Cronin has never won at Galen Center, which, given his success at UCLA, mm. was surprising to me. The six free throw attempts in 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 the first game, you would figure that uh, Andy Enfield is going to make a concerted effort to get those guys to get into the paint and try to draw somebody in foul trouble. Um, and you know, the last thing, Boogie Ellis had five turnovers in that first meeting, and him, Peterson, and White, their top three scorers, shot eleven for twenty nine. So. You know, th- th- this is two teams that know each other extremely well. Probably a tight game. Uh, I-, I would lean under. All right, leaning under. I mean, UCLA, they've uh, they've had five days rest to think about that loss there they got to Arizona. We'll see if they can uh, put it together and bounce back here uh, tonight as uh, USC and UCLA always fun getting ready to do battle. We do have one other game that might be of interest to folks, and it involves... The number one team in the country here as Purdue is going on a road, taking on Michigan here. Uh, five is what we are seeing. It's been five, five and a half, somewhere around that ballpark there. Total, 136. Um, this is a classic Brian Power, as you have talked about in the past. We want to uh, sell high. We want to buy low. So the question is, are you... Selling high on Purdue, you buying low on Michigan here. What are you doing? 
We are doing both, Joe. You've been yes. listening. <laughs> that always makes me feel so happy when you when you when you've been paying attention for at least a second or two when I speak. All right, um, settle down. Go back to not to doing that. Okay. Good God. <laughs> All right. My best bet is Michigan on the show today. This is a client play, uh, Joe. I think you've noted. Uh, you, well, maybe you don't, but uh, I'm known to associate with certain corners of the mm-hmm. internet. We don't need to get into all of those right now, but uh, I am in the corner of the people who are looking to fade Purdue right now. Rated number one in the country. You may say, why would you want to do that? Well, I don't think they're the number one team in the country. Uh, got them a little bit lower. Uh, I faded them each of their last two games. Now, that was uh, not smart when they played Minnesota on the road, but it was smart when they played Maryland on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Cash winning kick there. Uh, that was a very low score game, 58-55. I thought that Purdue should have stolen it. Uh, Purdue is 0-7 against the number this season following a game where they allow 60 points or less, so take note of that. And they are now one of only four teams, just four, that have not lost a true road game this season. Very, very hard, as you know, Joe, to win every true road game over the course of the season. They uh, have not won in Ann Arbor in quite some time. Uh, I believe 2018 you would have to Mm. go back to for their last win at the Chrysler Center, not the Chrysler Arena anymore, apparently. Uh, so Michigan, I think, can match up well with Purdue because they've got Dickinson, right? And I think he's one of the few individuals who can slow down Edie. Purdue's perimeter defense also, I think, is suspect and could cost them in the tournament. Um, Michigan, when you look back at their results, they have not been beaten by more than six points in regulation since November 17th. So I think their record could be a lot better coming into this game if just a couple different bounces of the basketball. I, I smell an upset Thursday night in Ann Arbor, but I would advise everyone to take the points while you can get them. All right, taking the points Why you can. Five is the number, and Mejia, uh, they are desperate here, this Michigan team. They, uh, they need a win, and boy, oh boy, would this help get their uh, season back on track here a little bit. Uh, do you think they can at home? Can they take down this uh, top team in the country? I think they absolutely can do it. I don't. I just don't know that they will. I mean, I I, I was a little dubious on this Michigan squad coming into the season because they lost their, their glue guy Eli Brooks. They lost Caleb Houston, who didn't have a good freshman year, but was still talented enough to be a first round pick of the Orlando Magic. Musa Diabate, the, the big man that really helped uh, Hunter Dickinson with some of the dirty work inside, also gone. So this is a, a Wolverine side that uh, I, I thought would take a step backwards. But I didn't think Purdue was going to be this good at, at, at either, you know, losing Jaden Ivey. And then you replace him with two freshman guards who have really stepped up. And Fletcher Lawyer has been nails late in games, and he's one of the reasons why they've been able to uh, ascend to this number one ranking because they should have lost to Ohio State. Uh, and then they had that other close call uh, against uh, Michigan State where, you know, they got the ball to Edie late after uh, after the, the Walker made play shot after shot, and I was on Purdue in that game. So th- that was a loser for me. But, look, here's the deal. The, the, these teams have a history. Last year they played twice in a six-day span because COVID knocked out the first meeting, so they had to be rescheduled. First meeting, Hunter Dickinson had 28 points, but Michigan still lost. Second meeting in Ann Arbor, Purdue got destroyed, 82-58. So, you know, that was a, the highest-ranked opponent Jawan Howard has beaten, you know, since his, his stint in Ann Arbor. So I think there's a chance that Michigan can really play over their heads and win this game, and I think it's going to come down to foul trouble because Dickinson has the, the size to bother Edie. 
maybe they get a home whistle and Edie is a non-factor in this one. They don't have a, a, a big, as good as Travion Williams from last year to play through. I think that was a luxury last season that they just simply don't have. Uh, and at the same time, if uh, if Edie gets Dickinson into foul trouble, and it's going to depend on the whistle because the man is seven foot four and bigger, uh, and Dickinson, who's 6'10", so it just depends on the whistle, then you knock out the, the player that Michigan wants to play through. So I want no part of this one. All right, should be uh, it should be an interesting one here tonight. Can Purdue keep it going? Lane five on the road against the desperate Michigan squad. Love the lineup here tonight across the board, guys. A lot of great opportunities here to hop on in. And I know Vino, you are going to look at this game, and there's either a first half play. You got a total cut. You got something coming for me in this matchup here. So tell me where you're looking. I like a lot of what was said ahead of me, Joe. Um, I agree with a lot of what was said ahead of me. So for that reason, I kind of lean toward what Brian's saying. I don't emphasize it as a best bet in my mind, but I do think Michigan plus the five, you know, the injury situation for Michigan has been terrible, right? They Mm. lose Jed Howard on Saturday. And interesting to read the quote about how his dad refers to him. I feel sorry for the young man. (laughs) It's your kid, Juwan. But he talks like he's um, just another kid from that he recruited. Doug McDaniel, however, comes back in this instance. So you lose one, you gain one. Does that disrupt flow? I'm not sure, Joe. Obviously, we see that happen in the NBA quite a bit. College basketball, somewhat different because when you get a star player back, a starter back, it's usually very, very helpful. Like what Tony said about Hunter Dickinson, what Brian said about Hunter Dickinson, that's the key here. Not many people match up with 7-4 Zach Eady. That's why he's, you know, Ken Palm ranked number first national player of the year candidate at this point in time. But I'll go back. You know, I like to go back and look at teams that are kind of comparable to what your opponent is. And in the case for Michigan tonight, because Purdue loves to play so slow, 330th tempo in the country. Um, I went back to the Virginia game. Virginia, another one that just refuses to run whatsoever. And Michigan only lost that game 70 to 68. They're right there the whole way. Plus five would get you a cover in that instance. So I think that they're capable in this instance. Tony referred to whistles between the big men. Well, I'd rather have the home whistle than the road whistle. So let's think that Zach, Zach Eady might be the guy in foul trouble here. Dickinson did dominate offensively both times last year. And to Tony's point, Zach Eady didn't have to cover the whole game last year. He had Travion Williams. Uh, remember that they would platoon those guys basically at center back and forth. So maybe having to go the distance here has an effect against a true seven-footer in this case. Um, ATS-wise, real quick, Purdue's just been vastly overpriced. I mean, it's a 16-1 and straight-up team. That's 5-11 and 11 with a push against the spread. That's the definition of overpriced. I know Michigan's got their troubles injury-wise, but again, Purdue just seems to draw money. I don't have all that much faith in Matt Painter in games that are meaningful, so I'd rather probably lean the other way here. I think Michigan, probably the right side here, plus the five. They've been really good at home, and if you take a quick look, at Purdue's Big Ten schedule so far, conference league schedule, nine of the games they played, four of them, almost half, have been against Minnesota and Nebraska. Starting to play the big boys now. We'll see if they're truly the number one team in the league. All right, there we go. We're going to learn a little something here about both these teams tonight. Buy low, sell high. 
all sorts of opportunities on the card tonight. And again, guys, it is a great uh, college hoops card, but not just college hoops, great NBA card. You may recall there's still some football games being played. And of course, the opportunity for you to head over to wagertalk.com and visit Rob Vino, uh, Brian Power, and Tony Mejia. Uh, hop on board, guys, with those three-day, seven-day, and 30-day all-access packages, and you don't have to worry about missing anything. It's a great way to do it. It's a great way to partner up here as we uh, get ready to say goodbye to January here. Uh, already of 2023, so much more still to come. Just visit them over at wagertalk.com. Let's talk about some best bets for the show here. Now, Brian Power, a lot of interesting spots and situations on this card here tonight, College Hoops. You got one that you like a little more than the rest for us. Yeah, we're just going to go back to Michigan uh, for this spot, Joe. Uh, just to add a couple more things on Purdue, Rob uh, hit on this a little bit with them being consistently overpriced. Uh, one and three against the number as a road favorite this season, mm. and they're 13, 24, and one against the number, laying points in conference games going back to 2016. I mentioned that Michigan, a uh, lot of close losses this year. Rob mentioned the one against Virginia. At the very worst, I think this is comparable. I am taking the points with the maize and blue for today's best bet. Ooh, all right, there you go. We got a one dog barking here already. How about it there, Vino? Which one of these games uh, are you rolling with here tonight? First, I want to back up way to the beginning there where Tony got in his soapbox because I was in that <clears throat> love-hate relationship minus the love totally with <laughs> Kirk Creaso last year. I mean, uh -huh. the dude thinks he's way better than he actually is when you watch his antics out on the floor. So I, I was applauding Mr. Mejia for getting a little bit vengeful and going back and digging up some brutal statistics on that one player. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to the game uh, out West with UCLA. You know, they've been like a pendulum in conference play guys. Listen to these numbers. They shot terribly against Washington state 36.2%, but then bounced back and shot 45-3, almost 10% better. Then they go down and shoot 34-5, come back and shoot 48-3, shoot 38-1, come back and shoot 50. Now they're off of a 31.3% performance. Tony mentioned the addition of Bailey to the lineup, which is huge as far as offense is concerned. Um, and I think that the 7-1 uh, addition for USC helps them inside. Only 23 free throws in the first game. That number's got to go up here, I would think. And, Joe, to your point about if they had done anything in the second half whatsoever, that game would have gotten over. This total is even lower at 133.5. Second time around, adjustments are made. I think we'll get over 133.5 in the UCLA um, game here tonight. All right. There you go, guys. Opportunities. I uh, love these games, especially the late-night card is awesome. Do you have uh, a game here, Mejia, you, uh, you're looking at for us? I do. We'll go off the board on, on the show, but just uh, my first 5% college basketball play Ooh. of the season uh, it runs tonight. So it's, it's a late night game. So it'll be up there all day uh, on a five and oh, uh, five uh, on a five and oh college basketball, all, all, all uh, college hoops run dating back to the Miami Duke game over the weekend. Uh, and uh, number one, since uh, I was fortunate enough to be brought on board in October of 2020 on uh units gained on five percent plays in college hoops uh over 34 hitting 63 percent so hopefully that continues this season because really haven't gotten on board it was, it's been a 
strange season with college basketball for me. I, I, I taking a step back volume wise. So hopefully now we we're heating up and uh, my, uh, the best bet is also available the, the free play on uh, on my page at wt.bus/tm and it is a big west battle which is the true degenerate special tonight because it's the midnight game so if you've lost early and this is the one to to get it all back with it's UCSB Cal Santa Barbara against Hawaii visiting Honolulu these are two of the top teams in the big west you see Irvine's in there you see Riverside surprising this year um and, and they're all lumped together at seven and one seven and two uh, so this is a big one, and I think it will be treated as a big one in that the pace will be slow. Hawaii plays at a slow pace as it is. UCSB doesn't really uh, slow you up. Uh, and Hawaii has been tremendous at home, have won eight straight at home. They beat Washington State in the, in that Diamond Head Classic. They beat SMU in that event. They beat Long Beach State at home. So they're, they're going to come to play. Uh, the uh, Hawaiian fan base is, is a pretty good one, and they support this team. I think the under is the play here, and it's up to 128. I've got it at 127.5 on my page, but I like the low side. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those 62-60 games. All right, a little Hawaii. Oh, you've got to love them Hawaii matchups there. A little late-night degenerate special as you're going through the tickets. Oh, lost this one, lost this. Oh, Hawaii's playing. All right, great. <laughs> Let's dive in here. Our friends from the gold sheet. Uh, they, too, have a play of the day. And, of course, we encourage you guys to head over uh, to thegoldsheet.com. Great uh, write-ups on the games, not to mention uh, all the stats that you can need, the trends, all great information. Knowledge is power. Uh, and you can get that over at thegoldsheet.com. And they are looking at Grand Cabin and uh, Abilene Christian tonight, only they're going to be looking at Points, points, and more points. They're going to take the over here, showing that it is cash in 11 straight Grand Canyon games. Abilene Christian, by the way, scores uh, 18 points per game more at home than away. And their defense has, uh, well, it has not been great. It's been a big drop-off from last year's squad. So when you put it all together, expect points tonight. And the over with Grand Canyon and Abilene Christian. All right, so we uh, we took it down last night. We uh, barely got by, but uh, Wake stood uh, only lost by two. We ended at three, so that was good for us. And tonight, I'm going to go out west, too, for another late-night uh, degenerate special, and I'm going to take UC Davis. I'm going to take the Aggies uh, going up against Bakersfield. And listen, the definition of insanity is uh, seeing something with your own eyes and going, wow, that team sucks, uh, and then not acting on it because we just saw this two and a half weeks ago. UC Davis had no problem uh, handling one of the worst offensive teams here in Bakersfield, 67 uh, to 48. It was an eight and a half point line in which UC Davis covered. Now I'm only going to lay seven, and yes, it's on the road, but the six people, three of which will actually work at Bakersfield uh, in attendance. I'm not worried about any sort of home court advantage here. Lay the seven with UC Davis tonight taking on uh, Cal Bakersfield. And to recap one more time for us here, guys, we've got Brian Power back in Michigan. Take those five. Mejia, he's going to go under in a late night special there. Hawaii and Santa Barbara go under 128. Vino, he likes the over with UCLA and USC here tonight. I'm back in UC Davis. I'll lay the seven on our friends from the gold sheet. 
Grand Canyon, Abilene Christian up and over the total there. And guys, head over to wagertalk.com. Visit all three of these gentlemen. Grab one of those three-day, seven-day, and 30-day all-access packages. And then make plans to come on back and hang with us again tomorrow as we get ready for a huge weekend in college basketball. On behalf of Brian, his plants, Rob Vino, Tony Mejia, we appreciate it, guys. Best of luck with all your plays tonight. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Ready to take your favorite Wager Talk handicappers wherever you travel this football season? The Wager Talk TV app is now live for phones, tablets, smart TVs, and streaming platforms. Tune into your favorite shows like Wager Talk Today, Bet On It, and The Opening Line Report. Plus, browse through our extensive library of sports betting tips. Create your personal playlist of betting tip videos to help you prepare for the upcoming season, and set notifications to alert you when new content is added. Download the app for Apple, Android, Amazon, and Roku devices by searching for Wager Talk TV, or scan the QR code on your screen to join the winning conversation today. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.